This is 89.1 WEMU, and I'm David Fair. On October 18th, the Michigan House of Representatives passed a resolution incurring the Natural Resources Commission at some point in the future to consider opening a recreational sandhill crane hunting season. The mere suggestion has led to a firestorm of controversy. In this month's edition of WEMU's The Green Room, Barbara Lucas dives headfirst into this hot-button topic. Sometimes outside the state of Michigan, we get a lot of people coming in, traveling to see these birds. And it's just kind of breathtaking to see these huge birds flying in. That's Rochelle Roque, Michigan Audubon's conservation coordinator, speaking of these prehistoric birds with a six-foot wingspan. You know, by the hundreds, just calling. It's, it's an incredible experience. Should Michigan sandhill cranes become fair game, literally? Each fall, thousands of them gather together before migrating south for the winter, and people gather to watch them fly in. Here's Barbara and Steve White at Hanley Sanctuary in Jackson. I don't understand why anyone would hunt them. They're so beautiful, and a lot of states don't have them. I know I'm originally from Ohio, and I had never heard of them before moving up here. And, they were never uh, around here until last two or three decades or so. Indeed, a century ago, the cranes migrating through Michigan were basically wiped out, thanks to hunting and draining of wetlands. But when hunting was banned, the few remaining cranes multiplied. Now there's over 30,000. But Roke says, considering the small gene pool, that's not enough to warrant hunting. We could be setting the species up for a disaster if there's some sort of uh, environmental change or a disease comes through and the population doesn't have enough genetic variability to overcome that, the birds could disappear. That's in contrast to the crane population of the Central Flyway out west. That migration path is used by a half million cranes yearly. All the Central Flyway states, except Nebraska, allow regulated hunting of sandhill cranes. But our cranes in the Mississippi Flyway are a separate, smaller population. In our flyway, only Tennessee and Kentucky allow crane hunting. In Ohio, they're listed as endangered. Why then consider hunting them in Michigan? With less natural habitat to forage in, cranes have learned that newly planted cornfields are like an all-you-can-eat buffet. They go down the rows neatly picking out the seeds with their long, narrow bills. But Roke says there's a solution, a non-toxic product called Avapel. If a crane eats a seed coated with it, it immediately has an upset stomach, doesn't want to eat the corn seeds anymore and then we'll still remain in the field and we'll start consuming other insect pests that might impact the crop. So really it's a win-win situation. While acknowledging Avapel is good to have in the toolbox, not everyone feels it's enough. A call to the Michigan Farm Bureau confirms their support of a crane hunt. Calls to area farmers explain why. They're killing us. I mean, we're replanting 40 acres, 40 plus acres every year. They're just overpopulated. It's, you know, it's bad. Farmer Tom Zentz of Grass Lake feels it's high time we allow crane hunting, regardless of Avapel. We've used it for probably 10 years now, 
That's not cheap. His cousin Butch Lincoln in Jackson County said he had to replant 188 acres, which cost him $30,000. After that, he started using Avapel too. It it works. It kind of deters them, but it's it's pretty expensive to use. While Avapel can help corn farmers who can afford it, it's not available for vegetables. Oh, they like vegetables, trust me. They'll eat pumpkins. The only thing that has a seed in it, they'll eat it. Yeah, we lost our whole our whole acorn crop one year because every one of them had a hole the size of a quarter in it. That's farmer Kathy Fusilier of Manchester. She's talking about her ruined acorn squash crop. Not that anybody's against wildlife, but the problem is it costs the farmers so much money. And farmers are like everybody else. We go to work because we have bills to pay. And when the animals come in, it doesn't matter which type it is, and now it's big, the crane issue, but when they come in and they, you know, they cost you 20, 30, 40% of your crop, like I said, if you, you, go into, you, go, you go to work all week long and you work all your hours and you work really hard. At the end of the week, your boss says, well, here's only 60% of your paycheck because the cranes, they get the other 40%. Well, you know, how, how can you pay all your bills? But what about depredation permits? With them, farmers are already allowed to shoot cranes damaging their crops. The farmers say new cranes fly in and replace them. Here's Tom Zenz. You only shoot so many. Can farmers charge more to cover the damage? According to Kathy Fusilier. That doesn't work that way. We get what, you know, we're told what we get to sell our crops for. Another rub is, under the depredation permit, farmers aren't allowed to eat the cranes they shoot. And apparently they make good eating. I've heard uh, other people refer to it as ribeye in the sky. Only about 7% of Michigan's hunters shoot waterfowl, and hunter Jim Moran is one of them. From what I hear, that they are quite delicious. He's confident recreational hunting of cranes won't be allowed unless their numbers can handle it. I believe that if the, the DNR applies their, their research and their uh, funding to you know adequately uh, look into that, then if they determine that the population is large enough for a hunting season, then I would trust that they're the experts and they know what they're doing. At this month's meeting of Michigan's Natural Resources Commission, Chairman John Madinich says the NRC is not the sole decider on this issue. Barbara Avers of the Michigan Department of Natural Resources explains. The first step is the NRC would name them a game species and they could propose a hunt, but then we have to go to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and work through the whole Mississippi Flyway Council in order to get a hunt plan approved. Avers believes the 17-state Flyway Advisory Council would be protective of our cranes. Um, there are a lot of stop gaps in place. Even if we got to that point, it, it would actually be a very conservative season. It would be under permit only, very limited permit only. Um, you know, so it wouldn't just be like unlimited take or anything like that. It would actually be a, a fairly small, very controlled hunt. So. That begs the question, if the hunting would be so limited, would it make a difference? And if not, why allow it in the first place? Supporters of a hunt point out that seven states in the Central Flyway hold crane festivals and allow crane hunting. They feel both ways of appreciating the cranes can coexist. I keep going back to the pair of cranes we witnessed doing their spectacular mating dance on Beaver Island in Lake Michigan. Cranes are far from numerous there. Would they be at risk? 
Avers points out that the Natural Resources Commission can structure a hunt by regions and determine allowable harvests, if any, appropriate for each. They do that with crane hunts in other states and deer hunts here in Michigan. With questions like how fast is the crane population in Michigan growing and just how numerous is too numerous, it depends on whom you ask. The Michigan Natural Resources Commission issued a statement at their last meeting. If this commission ever considers adding sandhill cranes to the game species list, and then subsequent to that considers Consider hunting. hunting. It will do so only after a thorough consideration of the science and a complete exploration of all the effective alternatives. In other words, they won't be considering a crane hunt until learning more. In the Green Room, I'm Barbara Lucas, 89.1 WEMU News. Any questions of the Commission? The Green Room is a presentation of the WEMU News Department and is heard on the last Friday of every month. To explore the Green Room Archive, visit WEMU.org. I'm David Fair, and this is 89.1 WEMU-FM and WEMU-HD1 Ypsilanti.